0: Welcome, everybody, to the Business League Podcast. This is episode 13, and this is your Commissioner, Adam. Yo, what As up, going- Mr.
1: Commission man? It's John Baker here. How you doing, bro?
0: I'm doing okay, man. How are you doing on this Tuesday afternoon-ish?
1: <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, I would have been better if I didn't have um, – or wasn't on the receiving end of your second best week of this season uh, against me here in week 13.
0: Yeah, about that. Jeez, I I guess my guys come out to play when they they play your team. I think my hot tie scoring point was the last time we played.
1: Was um oh, so was this number 2, my bad.
0: I can't remember if this was number 1 or 2. I just know that my team gave your team the best shot that they had all year.
1: Well, it's a good thing we didn't have a poem bet this time.
0: A good thing. I guess it's a good thing we took our bye week over Thanksgiving so that we didn't bring that up again. <laughs> Very true. I guess uh that favored me quite well. Or or my fantasy players uh they just really didn't want to hear whatever uh, you had it in line for me to record.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, uh, Mister 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 Mr. T Higby uh, blew it
0: up for you this week. What can I say? Yeah, man. I mean, talk about last second decision. The last waiver move before the game started. That was and like
1: within the hour, was it not?
0: It sure was. I was actually on my way to get a haircut and. Uh, Was making was making the move while I walked over to the barber chair.
1: What was your deciding factor?
0: uh, I can't lie and say I came up with it that day. I'd been looking at it. I'd been waiting to hear if Everett was going to be out, and I was just kind of you know thanks had Thanksgiving was home for the weekend, wasn't really like active on fantasy, and and kind of realized that you know the news came out on Friday or so, and Mm -hmm. I was kind of eyeing up that. cardinals matchup who they just don't seem to like to cover tight ends so i uh, decided to roll the dice and, and it was a good thing i did I, i'm pretty sure i would have lost uh if i didn't
1: who I was think, your tight end uh outside of him would have been
0: would have been jimmy graham who, who checked in for about two points this no, week. no so. so i would have won unreal you sure would have unbelievable I mean, it was a sweat. Watching that Sunday night game, I, th- I what did I, I think I needed like, I don't know, three or four points from Tom Brady to, to lock up the week. And it took well until the third quarters for it to happen. <laughs> well, you got it, and that's all that counts. This is correct. This is correct, Uh Looking at some NFL results of the past week, I think both of us would be fine to just skip right past that because nothing could happen for our teams. Yeah,
1: let's just talk right to Business League. Like, I don't care about the NFL. Only fantasy counts.
0: <laughs> the, the only thing I, I'll bring up with NFL results is I saw a meme that really entertained me the other day. It was a picture of a gray trash can and a green trash can floating down a street in the river. And it was like eagles and cowboys trying to win the NFC East, two trash cans just floating down the river.
1: That's it, man. Hey, if the Browns with their record were in that division, they'd be one game out of the the division lead, so
0: must be nice. I I mean, how (laughs) sad is it? The the Washington Redskins are still technically mathematically alive to win the division
1: Hmm, for another week.
0: I mean, they basically need to win out. They need Dallas to lose out, and they need Philly to lose out other than beating Dallas. Yeah. And they go to Green Bay this week, so.
1: <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, good good luck to good luck to the Redskins. Uh, I wouldn't put my money on it, though. Likewise. Let, let's get right into the business league. We, we kind of talked about our matchup a little bit, uh, the result, anything you want to say. I, I thought it was a pretty solid week for your team. I mean – 120 points is still pretty good.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, I, Nothing really I could say. I mean, you look at the the stars I had on my bench, and I put out the lineup that I thought would give me the best chance, and I put out the best week I could, and you came out with your second best week of the season, your first bec- best week of the season coming against me in week two. So, yeah. Hey, I, I did what I could with what I had,
0: and it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I definitely lucked out with – your top three – probably your top uh, – well, three out of your top four receivers all be, uh, being rolled out for the week definitely helped. But I couldn't believe I was watching – keeping my eyes on that San Francisco game, and Tevin Coleman, to my knowledge, did not get hurt. They just ignored him.
1: Yeah, it beats me. I'm kind of bummed out. Um, that trade I made – both trades I made actually ended up biting me in the ass trying to compete for a playoff spot. Um, so now I'm at a disadvantage of a few draft picks for next season, but you know, that's another conversation for no- another day, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I thought you had a nice move with that chargers defense going against the rookie quarterback in his first start, but womp womp. yeah, it's about, that's about as good as my matchup with the Philadelphia defense against Miami. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, my team, other than my, my best receivers kind of had quiet weeks, but I had solid production from the rest of the team. Uh, Obviously, Higby was the big, was the big pickup. He might have been the top tight end this week and uh, helped me with that victory.
1: Yeah, Jeffrey, um, coming off a, a multi-week injury, best week of this, best week of his season. Kareem Hunt, I think the best week of his season since his return. So, um, definitely some big booms that helped out those top receiver fizzles on your side. Yeah,
0: I was definitely nervous with Jeffrey. Uh, you know, he was they kind of. The week before, they kind of said he was going to play, and then game day he was inactive. Uh, I rolled the dice and didn't play Cobb. If you look at my roster, I didn't have another receiver, so I would have had to make a. I would have had to drop someone if Jeffrey decided to be uh, inactive again. But luckily, that wasn't the case, and luckily, he had a nice game, and the Eagles lost to the Dolphins as well. So that was the best of both worlds.
1: Well, um, I wish you the very best. In the playoffs, even though you scored about 150 points less than me in the regular season, I'm not bitter, but
0: I hope you do well. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, next up, we looks like we have the matchup of Red Solo Cup and Cerveza Express. Um, Jay will comes through with a, a nice 20-point victory here.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, Jay, will I'm just looking at, oh, geez. Zach isn't gonna make the playoffs. Bummer defending champ
0: out of the playoffs. Yeah. The championship defense season goes down with a whimper. And uh Jay Will play Mike Kosicki. He's from Penn State. He sure
1: is. He's he's coming on recently too. Impressive. Has is there a direct correlation with uh Fitzpatrick coming in to Kosicki's
0: surge or no? A little Fitz magic. Who knows? I can't explain it. That game was awesome, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Zach's team, uh, looking at top to bottom, not a great week. I mean, especially by the home standards, Andrews had a good week, but uh, probably just not what he was expecting. You know, I mean, Juju being out and the high tout that he had at the beginning of the season, that sucks. Um. Yeah, I don't think he had a super solid week. You know, he put in a couple of guys he thought were boomer bust, and they were more on the bus side.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, it's weird looking at the Chiefs scored forty points and Mahomes didn't crack twenty fantasy points. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, quiet day for him there. Um, just, uh, just kind of a, the end of a kind of a rough season for Zach's squad. I think. I think yeah. the team the team that we both had making the playoffs that that failed too, but. Uh, on the other on the other end, J. Will gets the win and puts himself into the, gets himself into that six seed with the win. Um, no, th- I mean a good week by Gasicki at tight end, but otherwise, uh, you know, Zeke had a twenty point game. Uh, Lamar had a quiet game for his sta- uh, high standards that he's lived up to this year.
1: Yeah, Cup had a nice game though.
0: Yeah, he sure did. Um, he had a touchdown from number one overall pick Sterling Shepard. So.
1: Yeah, good for J-Will, a team I've scored more than 200 points then during the regular season. But I'm not bitter.
0: <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll chat about that a little later. But uh, why don't we move on to matchup number three? This was uh, Gold Standard putting up a big point total against – Hanging with Mr. Cute, with Mr.
1: <laughs> the Devontae Parker has been having a very quietly – I don't know if I if it's really quiet anymore, but he's been having a really good fantasy season.
0: Yeah, I want to say he's he's he ranks in he's in the top five of receivers I think since week four.
1: Yeah, I would definitely uh, say an unsung hero.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. I think I forget when uh, I forget when Gold Standard picked him up, but I'm pretty sure he picked him up off the scrap heap. So a good pickup there. Yeah. I'm not I looking mean, for, uh, not looking forward to having to see him next week. <laughs>
1: Not really a match that Marascio was hoping to win anyway. Um, securing the first and second pick in the draft w- after his trade with me, with the, with his loss and my loss. So um wasn't one that I'm sure he was super bummed out to lose anyway. But it wasn't a bad week anyhow, based on what he put out there. I thought he was really going to toss out the bum squad. But I don't think he could have with Brown and Gronk on his bench. He's trying to duplicate my draft day, I think.
0: Yeah, it looks like you know, those are two guys that were on here, uh Rostered on your initial squad, yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm very, a, I'm very I'm, flattered. He's all, he's always been somebody who has looked up to me and admired the things that I do. So the fact that he's trying to put guys on his roster um, to end his season,
0: um, it just it means a lot to me. It, it, it sure does. I think he's just trying to follow in your footsteps. And yeah. you know, a good week by is pretty much the whole roster, other than a, a stinker from Will Fuller after uh, he tried his he tried his best to knock off my team last week. <laughs>
1: Fuller's been um, one of the, the biggest boomer bust guys in recent memory. I mean, his booms have been off-the-chart
0: booms, but he's mostly bust. Yeah, between – it's it's kind of boom-busted injury, I guess, if you really want to t- tell his whole story. True. Um, yeah. But, but an yeah, incredible week for Gold Standard. I mean, he had 85 points on the bench as well as putting up 166. Mighty James White. So, uh, he charges his way into the playoffs as well on a collision course with my squad. Uh, We'll get to that later though. More
1: on that later. Yeah. How about the uh, Steve Johnson and Andrew Fahmy matchup? I don't know what else to call it besides just what it is. The matchup. Wasn't it an impressive one?
0: Yeah. This uh, low scoring on both sides. You know, there was a, there was a point around the Sunday games when I was starting to peek my eyes and and saw that, you know, Steve Johnson's team had pretty quiet uh, morning and afternoon session and The gears started turning my head saying, "Mm, if Steve Johnson gets knocked off by the Dolphins, uh, might have a shot to sneak into that by that second seed, as crazy as that sounds uh, with my team. But
1: yeah,
0: uh, definitely a quiet week for both teams, you know, two receivers that well actually look at three receivers that combined for what three points on the dolphin
1: side. <laughs> yeah. That, that pretty much tells it. I think he might've won if they did, uh, anything close to their projections.
0: Yeah. It's not like he had any, it's not like he had anyone on the bench that did any better, but if, uh, if, they, if they made projections, he, he might come out with the, uh, with the upset. I'm sure he's not upset. I'm sure he's pretty happy though with the, uh, with the result.
1: Yeah. That was a team that was probably hoping for me to win to help his draft position. I'm sure he
0: was. Yeah. Sorry guy. <laughs> But yeah, uh Steve Johnson had the surprising game from Penny on the on the bench. He's really come on at the end of this the last couple weeks. That'll be not really clear, you know, with Chris Carson still there, but Yeah, something who, to watch too, he,
1: especially I mean, with McCoy and the injuries in the uh, Chiefs backfield.
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh see what Steve Johnson does in that first round playoff matchup. Word. I'm sure he'll be hoping for a better week. Maybe he's Glad he got his uh, clunker out this week.
1: Yeah, I'd be hoping for more than 101 as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We move on to Peter Karch and Eric Gula. This was a big matchup earlier in the season. Oh, wow. Um, Look, Pete won again. Great. Only by five points, though. (laughs) You know, and I'm sure Pete was probably sweating when Dalvin Cook went down hurt. Uh, at the end of the Monday night game, or I don't know, second half of the Monday night game last you night. You know,
1: I'm curious to see how Pete's team does down the stretch too, because it's currently just about 5:30 Eastern time here on Tuesday, and uh, news broke earlier that Ron Rivera was fired. I'm curious to see how the Panthers handle their last few games of the season and uh, Christian McCaffrey's workload.
0: Yeah, it'll be what it should be interesting to see there uh, if they decide to throttle him back a little bit. Uh we'll we'll see. Hopefully. I did I did hear that news and I did also hear news that Dalvin Cook said he is fine <laughs> and plans to play this week against the Lions. Not that Pete has to worry about this week though. True. It's early in the week and I think that week off at least for Pete's purposes will help. For sure. Uh looking at this matchup though, still a pretty good matchup on both sides. Um Not really any clunkers to speak of. A a good week, Mr. Gula closes out with a win. You know, I think he was a team that has had – he was kind of up and down all year. A really good roster, just kind of unlucky there (laughs) in the middle of the season.
1: Yeah, if if Gula – or if Russell Wilson on Gula's team had as good of a first half as he had a second half, Gula probably would have won this matchup.
0: He sure would have, and that would have. Well, I guess it wouldn't have. With the J, will win. It wouldn't have made things interesting. But I think goal was one of our top point scorers. So he was indeed. Um, but actually, I think there would have been another team in front of him anyway. But
1: yeah, Gould, me and yeah. Gula, we we could share in the same gripes. Uh, looking at <laughs> pretty much every team but Pete that are in the playoffs in terms of point scorer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, not, not our typical week where we could just say that Karch's team took the other team to the woodshed. So no. it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So he is human. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then our last matchup was pro- probably had the most going into the Monday night matchup. And uh, for both teams involved, both teams uh, fighting for either playoff seating or playoff life. Poor Carl. And what a, what a rough end.
1: So uh, we were so excited to see how it went, and uh, that one loss
0: right at the end, bummer. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't blame him, but geez, Tyler Lockett, what a that had to have, that had to have hurt to watch.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that stinks. I, you know, I was probably I, I can't imagine he felt you know, they did that ridiculous dance routine, and you had to feel you watch Tyler Lockett like looked, you know, he claimed he had the flu and. Maybe that's why he had a poor performance, but he was sitting in there dancing along with the rest of the wide receivers. So, Well, you know, I think his
1: receivers in general kind of clunked out. Um, I mean, they scored points, but I think in general underperformed, and that told the tale. Uh, Kittle, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you look at it, too. I, you know, he, he kept Darius Geis' roster the entire season and doesn't have him in when it, when he actually – Took off this week.
1: I would like to now introduce a guest speaker to the podcast, making his first appearance in the Business League podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce Jack Baker. Jack Baker, please tell the Business League, what sound does a sheep make? Okay, go see your mommy. (laughs) Hello, Jack. Uh, Stage fright. We're going to work on it, but um, perhaps we can get him saying cats are rude for the next time for sure those would be those would be some great first words but <laughs> well, yeah uh, some of them are in progress but uh, uh, updates to
0: come there you go but yeah I think this one comes down to as we said uh, the wide receivers on Carls end just kind of disappointing him and uh, kept him out of a, a really Cinderella run from the beginning of the season
1: yeah sucks that Carl had guys on the bench too I'm not sure um, how how much that would have helped because if he put in Geis over Debo Samuel, you know, that only would have been an extra thirteen or so points. Wouldn't have really made the difference in winning or losing, but uh lock lockett really hurt.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean I Hyden's twenty twenty, so we you know, you you're never gonna bench Tyler Lockett unless it comes out that he's not gonna play. Yeah,
1: he's a must-start. You can't be yeah, yeah, about
0: that. Kittle, I mean I would, I, kind of a disappointing week on his standards too. Um, I don't know, if, but I don't know if you bench him, even though it's a, a tough matchup with Baltimore, just, uh, just unlucky, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: I think, I think Carl's probably sitting in the same spot that you are right now. Just <laughs> lamenting, giving up some picks next year and, uh, you know, deciding what he's going to do. He does have, I got to say, he's put together a heck of a roster. I think he's going to have some tough decisions when it comes to who he's actually going to keep.
1: No, oh, more for Muratio to pick from with the first two picks. Oh, there you go
0: <laughs> so that, that that does our uh, finishes up our week 13 recap in the business league yeah again um we were kind of talking about I, I went back and listened to our first podcast where we took our initial look and made our took our shot at who were gonna be the playoff teams in the business league and you'd be surprised to know that of course we both finished three and three. Well, yeah, yeah, I know there
1: was one team that I picked that the league was not a big fan of. Oh, boy. We have very unhappy company uh, in the room. Yes, yes, Jack. (laughs) Peter Karch did make the playoffs. I know. I feel the same way.
0: Yes, he he certainly did. And I'd be (laughs) remiss if I didn't bring into the podcast congratulations to Pete, not only on finishing as the number one seed, but Peter is officially a father. (laughs) hey yeah
1: congrats Pete. how about
0: it welcome to the no sleep club (laughs) his son soren was welcome to the world last week congratulations to pete and allison on their new arrival
1: man if only soren could have come early to start uh making Pete lose sleep and clouding his judgment in terms of fantasy things a couple weeks early would have been nice so you're saying
0: that's going to be his excuse if he gets knocked off in the second round?
1: I feel he's pretty well postured for a run to the finals, but we'll see.
0: Uh, you never know. Recent history in the Business League says getting that first seed doesn't really do Jack uh, jack for you, as, as I could uh, attest to last season. That's true. <laughs> but yes we uh we both went three and three we both got cake correct but that was the only team that both of us correctly pick would be a playoff team really yes uh i was correct in predicting myself and steve johnson and you had pete and gold standard mm, unreal we both had cerveza express and mr fami advancing and you had yourself and i had mr Moracio. So. No advantage on that one as to our preseason picks. Well, I can't win them all. And I kind of I have not kept track of how good we've done each week, but I feel we probably have finished around 500 on those picks as it's well. It's probably
1: pretty close. Yeah, most weeks are <laughs> 3 and 3 to
0: 5 and 1 anyway. Yeah, there haven't been any. We we haven't had any clunkers on that list. So, but maybe next year I'll keep a little bit more track, and then instead of just some random slabs of paper that I have here in business league office. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, maybe that'll be a New Year's resolution for next season for us. Yes, as we as we embark on season two of the podcast, and we get a, a year of this under our belt, uh, we can make some enhancements. But um, why don't why do you say we we take a look at our playoff matchups? Um, I'm happy. Uh, We will definitely take a look at our quarterfinal matchups. If you want to go through the consolation bracket, we can as well, or we can just leave those uh, where they may be.
1: Yeah. You know, let's leave those go. We don't, we haven't implemented any reason for them to matter. Um, so Uh, bottom six teams.
0: Well, if you didn't read, if you didn't read your email today, we actually, we voted uh, at the beginning of the season and I totally forgot about this. Until I went back and uh, looked upon our vote vote results, but we voted as a league to replace the third place payout with whoever's team has the highest scoring week in the playoffs. And that was whether you're in or out of the playoffs. So um, I did put a little disclaimer in there for everyone to make sure they set their best lineup, even if you're playing or not playing because whichever team puts up the best score during these playoff weeks, will get that payout.
1: Well, then I am updating my roster as we speak and fuck you, Tevin Coleman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think this was just a little, you know, a little something to throw in so that everyone still pays attention towards the end. Doesn't, uh, you know, make any drop in all their players or anything. So I guess that's where we're going and, I went back and that was how the votes went. So there's your public service announcement on the podcast. It was on the email as well. So
1: there it is. Well, considering I was in the top five in the league in total points scored in the season, I feel I'm in a good position to compete for that in these last few weeks. So let's see how it goes.
0: You never know if, uh, if you had to pick uh, who would you pick that had the top score scoring week in the business league this season, Pete. Uh, really? Nope. Who? Eric Gula. Oh my god! Wow, what a guy! In week three, Mister Gula put up two hundred and one point six four points against Trust the Process. Ooh, that two hundred
1: one! It's a good one.
0: It was, yeah, it was uh, only two and a half points off of the all-time business league record for points.
1: Wow, good for Gula.
0: Yeah, so too bad it wasn't for the whole season or else Mr. Gould would have been coming away with a little cash.
1: Well, PSA to the league, put your, all your best players in and uh, compete for some money. And what's the third place, place prize, Kamish? There is none anymore.
0: Oh, well, hold on a second.
1: Well, what would be the third place prize that the top scoring team in the playoffs
0: gets? The That prize will be $75. So, so your buy-in it Covers your buy-in. Well, okay. Yes, currently Mr. Karch has already locked up $100 for being our highest total points in the regular season. Uh, he ran away with that one. We probably could have called that about halfway through the season, I think as we kind of talked about. Um, so now we are playing for the playoff week's wild card, as I called it in the email. And first and second place. Biz. There you have it. So therefore, let's uh, go with our first quarterfinal matchup. This is for the right to face Pete's team. Oh. <laughs> me, m- me and Gold Standard yes. are match- matching up for that. For that right, take the stage. You know, I don't feel great about my matchup. I'll I'll go right out on oh, the top. Hum,
1: hum. <laughs> Why do no, you leave in by saying that you made the playoffs? You're gonna get fired up.
0: <laughs> well, when you look at how my team has come together, I, I've kind of just shake my head and say somehow I managed to make the playoffs is more little like little
1: giants. A, you got Saquon, you got the little you got a giant on your team.
0: Some I was thinking more like Michael Scott, his book Somehow I Manage. <laughs> but um no, I mean I, I looked looking back at my draft and, and such, uh, my two keepers who were looked upon as two of the best that we had in the league both have underperformed or been injured. Uh, my top draft pick, David Montgomery, has been frustrating every week. Really, the only solid draft pick I made was Chris Godwin. Otherwise, I've just had a bunch of mediocre quarterbacks, and my tight end position's been a sieve every week.
1: So, what do you see being the big benefactor in this matchup? Looking at what we're looking at right now in the matchup,
0: um, I just like a lot of the like a lot of the matchups that Gold Standard has coming up this week. Um, I don't like some of the matchups that my team has when it comes down to it. I just don't have a good feeling. Who knows?
1: Well, I hope your feeling increases throughout the week and you go full bills, mafia and power bomb someone through a table. before the match. Starts.
0: <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure as the week goes on, I'll feel better and better, but is that um, how it
1: gets done? You know, I'm most excited to see in this matchup, um, how it's going to play out? I like to look at, especially during playoffs, uh, when players play, and you having Barkley, and if you keep the Eagles' defense in Monday night, and then Gold Standard having Ertz on Monday night, this is going to be one that's not going to be decided early, in my opinion. I think it's going to come down to the wire in a week from now.
0: Well, there's a, if you, you, I also have Mister Alshon Jeffrey on Monday night too. Hmm. So correct, yep. Yeah, so, it definitely it, I'm, it I'm definitely
1: could come down to it. I'm picturing a scenario where you're playing from behind and you're going to need a chunk of points to come back. Most likely, that's what we'll be looking at. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's only purely based on players and what time they play.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting right now looking at the starting lineups. We, we, we both have players active in each game window currently we have one player on thursday we have we both have guys at one we both have guys at 425 we both have are actually we both as of right now we both have guys on sunday night yeah both have guys on monday night um so yeah that should be interesting how it pans out i definitely think um it'll be settled on monday night i don't see i don't see either of us being at a spot where if the game is put away at that point well i wish you the best of luck well, thank you, sir.
1: I'm imagining you're still going to make your pick with your own team, as you should in the playoffs.
0: I would never go against my team in the playoffs. You know that. I might not have a good feeling, but I can't, you know, I'll go down with my squad.
1: Well, respect. What do you think about the second uh, wildcard match, Steve O and Jay Will? Well,
0: hold on a second here. Let me get this loaded up. Um, I guess it's a little later. They have, you know, I had to click an extra button to get this up and take first glance. Um, I think it's going to be I think this this one's going to be close. I think it, a lot of this comes down to as it mostly does with Javel's team his star players carrying. So we'll see pretty early if Zeke has a good a Zeke game on Thursday and um you know Lamar Jackson's incredible but he has to go up against that on the road to that Bills defense that dominated on Thanksgiving. So we'll see if he can overcome that and, and what Cooper Cup does against uh, Seattle.
1: Yes, I agree. I think this is going to be a week for J-Will where he needs his stars to blow up and produce more than they're expected to. Otherwise, I believe steve O is going to win the match. Um, if if J. wills guys just come up and do what they're supposed to, I think he's going to fall short. Top to bottom, he doesn't have as strong of a team, in my
0: honest opinion. Yeah, I think you know we'll see – as of right now, I don't know if Steve O jumbles around the lineup a little bit. It looks like he'll have most of his players going in that afternoon window on Sunday, so we'll know what j guys have to do. Yeah. He looks like he'll have a couple guy a guy on Sunday and Monday night, as of right, as of press time.
1: Curious to see what Steve O does with quarterback. I mean, you got Josh Allen who's been doing pretty well, but he's playing the Ravens defense who's been very good, or you're playing Carson Wentz, who sucks, and is playing the Giants. So curious. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who he who he goes with this week. Um both projected pretty close. I think it's just a matter of you go with who's been playing better or match up. Yeah, well,
1: you know what? I'm gonna go with the chalk in this one. I'm taking well, I'm to, well geez, I'm taking the chalk with taking you as well.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm going Stevo on this one, but I yeah. think it's gonna be close. I it wouldn't surprise me, but I agree. I think it's gonna take one of Jaywall's players, either a star or one of his unknowns to to come out and have just a monster week. Yeah. And then again things can change, you know, people might tinker their lineups or or such, but
1: yeah, I looking think- here on Tuesday before waivers clear and before maybe anybody even looks at the roster for this week, it's hard to say. We can only look at what we see based on the rosters that were left behind from uh from last week and if thinking of if these guys even looked at their teams this week yet.
0: Exactly. I think everyone Realizes that you know when we record here on Tuesday nights, yeah, um, we don't have the we don't have the not that you know who who knows who's going to be on waivers, but I, I will tell you I was uh, when I heard the news last night about Cook getting hurt, I pulled up the league and I said oh who has his bet does Pete have his backup have his handcuff and I saw he didn't so I looked it up and I type in Madison and sure enough he's on Gold Standards roster <laughs> I knew regardless of what happened I was playing him. However, the seeds shook out. We were playing each other, so I just kind of shook my head and said, oh, boy.
1: You know, I sat on Madison for about the first eight weeks of the season as well.
0: You had him on your roster?
1: Yeah, I drafted him. I,
0: I had him for a couple, two, three weeks. There, And I see that right now. Is, I see that uh, he was drafted in the 13th round by the agony of defeat. Here,
1: look at me, fantasy genius. Bummer. He, he was dropped on November 13th. What can you do? Hey, had to make some moves to help my team try and posture for the playoffs, and I still end up with the second overall pick, which goes to Mr. Ryan Moracio, who's probably going to blow it anyway.
0: Oh, oh, well, that's
1: just a little bit of uh, you know me looking into the crystal ball. Is
0: that what you see? What do you who do you see him taking?
1: Ooh, hmm. you know that's uh tough to speculate off the cuff. Because it depends on who keeps who. That's 12 teams worth of keepers. So it's uh, really not a fair thing for me to have to predict.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to see how good that crystal ball was. Well, I uh, like to keep some secrets to myself. Yeah, I'll allow it. Uh, looking forward to as we move the, the calendar forward a week in the NFL. Um, Dallas plays again on Thursday as has been tradition the past couple years. Um, they usually end up playing one of the other Thanksgiving teams uh, on a Thursday. Again, on Thursday football, they've got to go into windy Chicago on Thursday night. Yo, so uh, should be riddle me this, Batman.
1: How about this one o'clock on Sunday? I never thought I'd be saying that the game of the one o'clock slate and possibly the entire week. Ravens at the Bills. Yeah, how about it? Big implications there. Raven, Ravens vying for home field bills possibly could win their division and get a buy.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're in a, they're definitely in a spot where they've got a, they've got to win games and I'm sure they've, they got their second new England game coming up in a couple weeks. I mean, Niners saints is also going to be nasty. Yeah. That that should be a great game as well. Especially I mean, now at San Francisco, I saw that Seattle and San Francisco now have the same record and they are matching up in the last week of the season. So that could be uh that could be interesting for a lot of reasons if they're, you know, if they stay kind of in that same spot if they're playing for that, you know, one might be playing for that division title.
1: Yeah, I mean into that. It's gonna be a real treat this week. I mean, we're talking Ravens, Bills, 49 ers Saints, um at four o'clock, you get the the Titans, Raiders, big wild card implications there, Chiefs, Patriots, um, Seahawks and Rams play Sunday night. I mean, it's just gonna be a great week of important matchups.
0: It well, wasn't Monday night we get Giants-Eagles.
1: Uh, oh, boy. I think I got plans that night. I don't know if I'll be able to tune in.
0: Hey, that's a big business league matchup. Maybe maybe not. I mean, it's a big NFC East matchup as well. So. Don't
1: mean shit to me, homeboy.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll be wearing my big blue New York Giants Saquon jersey yeah, that night. <laughs> <Ed's Day. laughs> oh, man so uh that's what we got on tap for nfl we got some college football but penn state's not playing in the big 10 title game so who really cares uh i guess you know at this point it's it's one of those things that you never want to put it down or actually say it out loud but uh go buckeyes we we've got to hope that they crush wisconsin maybe pave that road to uh the rose bowl <laughs> Sorry
1: I had to step away for a second there. Uh business with young Jack. I missed what your your last comment there.
0: I was just saying uh, you know, you never want to say it, but go buckeyes this week. We gotta hope that they crush Wisconsin, then pave that road for us to be in the Rose Bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it might be uh in the best case scenario, Penn State versus Oregon or Utah, right?
0: Yeah, you know, I think that'd be a good I think it'd be a good matchup. I, I always am in these bowl games, you know, I'd much rather be in the Rose Bowl than fall into one of those games, you know, possibly against the group of 5 team that makes the New Year 6. Where's you're, you're it's not a win-win. You play someone like Memphis where you win the game and oh, you know, big whoop, you beat Memphis.
1: Yeah, but you, you know what you- I hate though about this bowl draw is, you know, like Penn State say they make a lesser bowl game, right? Outback Citrus Bowl whatever, they're going to play a team from a better conference in my opinion. That's probably scarier like a Florida or like a dangerous team from a better conference whereas they go to the rose bowl and they play utah right like what Mm -hmm. do we know about utah it was like when they played washington yeah it was we were just kind of like we kind of know what we know based on what we saw from box scores and stuff but like who the hell is watching pac-12 football the whole season
0: (laughs) very true I, i don't know well, we knew, uh, if they do end up playing against the Ducks, we'd have a little revenge game. We had uh, Juwan Johnson, wide receiver from last year, that transferred out and went out to the Ducks. So.
1: Unreal.
0: We'll see, though. Uh, you know, A couple other good matchups, I'm sure, but it's never as exciting as when the Ninny Lions aren't playing. Very true. So to uh, close us out this week, John, I thought we would start talking a little bit. You know, we have playoffs coming and and that's important as well. But looking into your crystal ball into 2020, um, talking maybe about some rule changes, uh, the more I, you know, I think we, we talk about it every year, the summer before the season starts. And, you know, maybe I thought it might be a good to call out for anyone's ideas for any changes to the rules we can make as the season is fresh.
1: So I want to say to the league before we start to say um, that
0: this is, uh, we don't have to talk about kickers. We know that you're uh, all uh, in favor of bring kickers. No,
1: I wasn't going to go there, but I well I was but with, <laughs> with my comment. I was just going to tell the league that, uh, before the podcast, Adam didn't give me any details on what he was going to specifically discuss here. Only that we were going to discuss rule changes. So basically, whatever comes up next, I'm probably going to be hearing from him for the first time, uh, in terms of next season at least. And it, it's not like it's uh, any type of you know pre-discussed conversation. We're trying to posture to the league is all that I wanted to uh, put out there here.
0: Yes. Thank you. I did. I I gave John a heads up just, you know, we talk every week we do the podcast, you know, what order we're going to go. And and I didn't want to spring it on him in the middle of the podcast, but I legit have said nothing as to what I was thinking in my head or this is more just to start a discussion with the league.
1: Sure. Well, what do you got? Do you have anything tabled uh, that you wanted to bring up here?
0: Well, you know the first, and I I'm surprised because I've I've had this I've had this idea for a couple of years now, and I went back through my emails where I looked at the different surveys that I've sent out, and I didn't see it. I don't know if we had if I've tried to put it out there a couple of years ago and it got shot down, but um, I've I've been hearing a lot of chatter in leagues that they've been giving the last pick in the in the last seed in the playoffs to the team out of the remaining seven teams that scored the most points.
1: Wait a minute. Say it again.
0: So it's basically the playoff format would be the same as it is now, except the sixth seed, instead of being the team with the best winning percentage, it would go to the team. That's that scored the most points in the season. I like it. So looking at the standings right now, it would basically be, Gula. be, uh, and I believe Carl, Carl would have oh. been Gula out by six points. Uh, and Carl would have taken the sixth seed instead of J. Um I think it's oh just yeah, kind of, babe, just
1: a few points over Gula.
0: Hmm. It would have been yeah. When it would have came right down to the wire, actually, with uh, with the results,
1: yeah,
0: it's, it's one of those same things. You know, we we used to give the regular season award to whoever ended up at the one seed. We switched a couple years ago to who scored the most points, just to kind of take that. Um, variability we have with the schedule. And I think it's nice to do it just for that, for, for one of the spots for that last seed. Sure. Um, So I'm officially proposing it. Um, We'll have it in the, whenever we decide to vote on some of these rules, Uh, any thoughts? Um, Yeah. You know,
1: I think that's going to be a good one to put to vote. I'm a firm believer in that it shouldn't just be wins and losses factoring into playoffs because I mean, teams getting on their best weeks, or sorry, like the better teams having bad weeks against teams who aren't quite as good, who just outscored them, eh, you know, it, should that be the playoff field? Is that the best, most competitive field for the league championship?
0: So I think your proposition here um, would help fix that. Yeah, I think it adds a little bit. I, I I don't want it to become, I you know, I talk a lot about it, it should just, you know, not taking away from the schedule because it is part of the game, but it just, it, I think it enhances the playoff field. It rewards teams that you still, even if you have a couple bad weeks where you get knocked out, you know, my one other league, I had a pretty solid team, but I had a few losses that came down to a couple points. That was the big difference between the team. For sure. But um, I don't know. I think it just opens things up a little more. It's no no attack on any teams, but, you know, I, I would never want to get rid of that head-to-head um, format in fantasy. I think that's one of the big parts when you go up against your friends and you could have a little trash talk. You can make your poem bets or whatever. So here's a Never proposition
1: take- for you. I want to make this one now before next season even comes into the fray and the possibilities even begin is that after next season, well, during next season, there are no draft pick considerations because after next season, we just use the standings one through 12 as the basis for doing a full redraft, resetting fab, resetting keepers and sort of starting over.
0: Hmm. So your so this would be after next season. So
1: that way Julio uh, Jones isn't $48 for a keeper. And we just use one two three four five six from the playoffs right so all that order and then the consolation bracket whoever wins the consolation bracket actually is the first pick and then it goes kind of in reverse order from the consolation so they have to play through for their p-
0: seeds for the draft i like that so you're so are you further petitioning that we don't do keepers or uh, we Anymore? could
1: continue to do keepers after the fact. I think it would be a fresh start to, um, you know, just kind of re- restart fresh with the current player pool and player values resetting and not making it as difficult.
0: Yeah, I think we could look at that. You know, I, I, I kind of look, I was always the fan of just, you know, making it very simple and you have two keepers and that's that. I kind of like this system because it gave a little. You know, we're finally getting to the point where it kind of pays off, where you have to make these decisions. Do I really want to sink half of my fab budget um, for these guys? Of course. um, It's still, you know, we still we're not a league that forces you to use waiver money to pick up people. We still do have free pickups, so you still could get by. You know, even if you're fab poor. Um, But I do like I do like the idea of having. The consolation bracket means something in addition to I think it keeps everyone um, into the rest of the season, the whole season.
1: What we've got going on this year, though, helps that for competition during the consolation bracket weeks. I mean, the bracket itself doesn't matter, but at least incentivizes the teams to – want to put out their best roster, play the waiver wire, even though they can't compete for the title. Um, I, I will admit that at, at my heart, I like the redraft format the best. I like having a fresh start every year with the same group of guys and just having a different look at everybody's team every season where everybody's up for grabs. But um, I think with the format of our league with the keepers, that the highest scoring of playoff weeks garnering – Pretty much your buyback, well, not pretty much. Getting your buyback coming back to you helps keep the whole league competitive,
0: hopefully competitive through week sixteen. Yeah, I think I think we could discuss that. I think we could see how everyone stands on that. Um, we could put it forward to a vote, and again, this this would be something that we would do after. You know, I wouldn't want to change the rules we had a lot of draft picks that were traded already and, and such. But yeah, I think we could look at that or that's
1: why I, I tabled it now, right? Like mm-hmm. planting that seed, because if that was going to happen, it would need to be, I, I think be known and agreed on by the league before next season even starts. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, anything that you're going to have make any of those changes, I think we'd have yeah, to because do. Because you can't, you can't plant a tank for picks or anything like that. Like it would have to be the understanding and, Blah blah blah, you know.
0: Now, how do you, I'll I'll throw a counter in there because I I, I kind of like the keeper format, but this is a little unique. But <sighs> what if we went to more to a more traditional keeper style, wherein it's based strictly upon the round where you drafted someone, um, and then it the like so traditionally with keepers, say, you know, you drafted, I don't know, Chris Godwin for example in the third round. Yeah. So the next year to keep him, you would have to give up your third-round pick. Um, if you wanted to keep him a year after that, then you have to give up a round higher than where he was. So it escalates based on round. And then once it gets to – you, I think it's once it gets to a fir- – you give up your first-rounder, I think there's like rules where you can't – so that way you know, it gives someone a chance to have a player. Sure. Like in our standings right now, you basically could keep someone until pretty much – they're either not fantasy relevant or they retire yeah Um, yeah
1: um i I think that's a good idea too it's it's not something you know like not that i feel like we need to revamp the keeper format but i just think a a fresh take is always good now this coming from the team that you know just traded away his first round pick for next year and is hurting at the moment. So take it for what you will.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to any, any discussions or anything. If we, if we want to reevaluate keepers, um, if we want to go fresh and and go to this kind of rounds thing, because one I, one of the pieces of feedback I've gotten from other teams and it comes up pretty much every year is they look at their roster and they say, I really don't like my ro- I really don't want to keep someone. Can I just, or can I keep someone and just have my pick in the first two rounds? That's it. Yeah. And I've always said that's not how we play. Like, haven't given that option. But with the way that this works with the round system is, if you don't want to keep, you know, you wouldn't have to keep anyone. You would just keep your picks and go fresh if you had a rough roster. Mm-hmm. So keep up to
1: two if you want.
0: Yes. But this also, this, this also rewards you if you do find one of those diamond in the rough guys like – in the fourth you know, that you drafted in late in the draft, like yeah. a David Johnson, who wasn't really known. So that would probably to have to be something
1: that would require a fresh redraft. Wouldn't it?
0: Yes. This would, I, I would not want to go back and say, Oh, well you drafted so-and-so in the first round when we Correct. did the first cool draft and then established this. So you can't keep him anymore. But I think it gives, it makes it a little fresh. It doesn't, you you know, you can't keep a, keep a guy hostage and it's not as hard as I originally thought it would be to track. Yeah. it's probably a little harder what we do now actually it's a little more work for me um so i i would be open to something like that just going more traditional but i definitely i do like the idea of the consolation bracket determining the number one pick um my question with that is and maybe you have maybe you i think you do this in your other league um after so the winner of the consolation bracket has the number one pick yeah who who has the number two pick
1: the loser of the championship in the consolation bracket. So pretty much the entire bracket plays as it would for the championship in the league, but you just flip the numbers. So whoever would be the loser of the eighth place match, I suppose, and get seventh place, they get the seventh pick. You see what uh, I mean? The, uh, I don't
0: know if I really, I don't know if I like that. I, Cause then if you have a team that's just really, so if you're the worst team in the league and you lose, you know, you lose that first round in the consolation bracket, you lose the second round, but then you're going to have to have the seventh pick.
1: Is that, oh, no, is I'm that sorry. Earlier? I'm sorry. Not the seventh. It would be um, the sixth, but so here's the thing though. So you get these teams that come in the seventh and eighth seeds that essentially get buys in the consolation bracket and then play the winners of the wild card of the consolation bracket. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, rewarding the teams that are better that didn't make the playoffs, but playing through that bracket at the end, they want to win those games and they're trying to win their possibility of getting that first pick. that Saquon Barkley, that Christian McCaffrey.
0: I I, I get that, but I, 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 still think it kind of like, uh, I don't know, competitive balance. You know, if you're team 12, you had a rough season, you lose the, you lose your like first, your consolation quarterfinal, you know, you get what I'm I, – I would almost be like if you make it through the bracket, You like, I don't know, the champion of the consolation bracket it gets the first pick, the runner-up gets the second pick, and then the other four picks, it goes back to your standings just to give – I don't know. Competitively, I think it would give others more of a chance.
1: Yeah, you know, me. but I, I think that this – that format, though, gives teams more of, more of a fire lit underneath them to want to play through – week 16
0: well I, and I get that and I I'm sure everyone would would want to win but if you have a, if you're the, the 12th if you're the last place team and you just don't have a good team like the, the, all the fire in the world's not going to help you at that point well sucks for them should have picked a better team played the waivers better what, what can <laughs> I say you, you, I,
1: you know it's uh you can't always you know you, you don't want to have the hang with Mr. Cooper team every season but you know it's just what happens sometimes
0: yeah, I well, I I think I I like I like having the first pick go to the winner of that bracket. Um I don't know. You might have to convince me a little more that it goes in reverse order from there. Sure. We'll see. But you know, we're two we're two out of 12 in the league, so other people might have <laughs> different thoughts and, and we have different votes. Yeah, of course. You know, I like I've that. heard
1: I've heard some other leagues where they do it where um they use that order of certain brackets to
0: pick where they select from instead of that being their spot where they select from. Oh, so like, so so if you win the bracket and you could look and say, okay, I want to pick fourth in the draft for whatever reason. Correct. or, Or fifth in the draft.
1: So the consolation bracket being the pick where you pick from in the top six. Hmm. Just throwing it out there. I'm not, I don't know. I've never done that, but I've heard it done in other leagues. Yeah,
0: no, we could definitely, Food we could definitely take a look at that. Yeah, I, I'm all for keeping teams competitive through and keeping everyone interested. Yeah,
1: even if we brought uh, back kickers, geez, what a novel
0: idea! So do you you really you really did miss having a kicker this year. Yeah,
1: it feels so dumb not having one. Looking at my roster, to be honest, all these goons that we keep on our team that could be in the waiver pool. Where I mean, we play fantasy football because we are being fake. Fantasy. We're being fake football managers, right? And like, we had kickers in it for all the time, and we removed it for what?
0: I don't know. I didn't really miss having the kickers. It was, oh. it's, it teach their own. What didn't you miss about it? What didn't you like? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. With most, you know, you think with most fluky? of the kickers, it, it's fluky. You you rarely you rarely are changing your kicker every week. I think. You know, other than, oh, it's bye-bye week, you know, and if you have a good kicker, then you're like, crap, now I have to drop someone on my bench if I want to keep him. so. I I think there's a
1: a more strategic game to be played in that arena, though, if you're paying attention to it. You know, you've got some top guys like Greg Zerline, Justin Tucker, who are at the top. Maybe you want to target some kickers who are like dome kickers, like Koo from, uh, uh, from the Falcons. You know, some of those kickers who play indoors all the time, maybe a better guy to get. I don't know. It, to me, yeah. it mimics more of if we're managing the real game. That's why I'm against super flex shit in a fantasy. Like it doesn't make sense. I'd rather a more pure experience like I'm fielding an actual team. You know? Yeah. What do yeah, you think?
0: We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to take a look.
1: It could be a good fodder for an offseason podcast. We can get uh, defending champ, soon to be not champ Zach Ringel back and see what he thinks.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, like again, I'm not for or against. We can make whatever moves if we want to bring the kickers back. Um, I don't think it changed too much. I think we have shallow bench more. We have more of a shallow bench than my other leagues. You think?
1: mm Hmm. Wow, that's a uh, interesting. Well, maybe uh, I feel like we have a, a pretty have thin waiver selection uh, when it comes to weekly pickups. I I prefer a shorter bench to make decisions more difficult to play in skill positions, you know? So we've got three receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and a flex, bringing a kicker in there. Not only makes it a more true experience to the game of football, but it also, keeping the roster number the same, makes the waiver selection deeper, and also, you know... Just I I really have nothing else beyond it. Actually, It just gives you more guys to pick from.
0: Yeah, I think I think we'd have to. I think if the kickers come back, we just have to take a look at the scoring. I think we had that in the one of the picks. Like, just to, maybe we go fractional or who knows.
1: I'm always going to table it when it comes to rule changes.
0: I will always, always, always bring it up if they are not in the league. Oh well, maybe that's one reason to bring them back, so we don't have to hear about them. You know, one of the, one of the changes we made this year that I that didn't go as I kind of thought, and I it's more so for how Yahoo treats it system wise is the IR spot. Got to get rid of it. Uh, I'm I, you know, I mean, I speak as someone who has someone sitting in there who I don't know if I would actually keep, but that's basically what what I've had sitting there. But you have to wait until really- a guy is out to put him in there. It sucks. Yeah, the, it's, it's more of a system issue into into why I think we should get rid of it. Um, it was – I know – I mean it wasn't one that was a runaway winner, so I yeah. think maybe people might change their minds. As, but it did, did kind of work as I – it did work as I anticipated it where that you weren't allowed to make moves if you had a guy who wasn't eligible to be there. Well maybe But I don't we can, like uh...
1: how it – <laughs> maybe i'm sorry maybe we can consider a platform non yahoo that would make it more uh beneficial for our league purposes you know like what we're trying to achieve there
0: yeah you know i'll tell you i i had my dynasty league i started this year we ran it on the sleeper app okay um big fan big fan of the the format it's it's still growing and i think after i think maybe with another year of development it might really be there as a as a true option it's it's on the cell phone it's nice there's a you have a league message board where you can constantly either talk shit or throw gifts on there which i think just brings the you know interaction with the league up and it was a it's a pretty easy format i thought Um, might be something to look forward to i'm not by no means am i married to having yahoo but I did think before the IR thing that I didn't really like how Yahoo runs it. And there are I'm looking through the settings now and there's nothing that I could actually change as like the commissioner that has to do with the IR spot. So Well, that'll be another thing to consider I think this offseason. Yeah, I think that we will definitely oh wait. Never mind. There was a there's a rule about adding injured players directly to an injury slot. That's the only setting. So basically the way that we have it set up now is if you want to even if you picked up someone, you know, you couldn't just pick him right up. You have to make a spot on your roster first and then put him in IR. Oh, so yeah, there I is see. that's the only uh the only thing they have, so uh boo hoo on that.
1: <laughs> well, Mr. Commissioner, I'm hearing a little bit of commotion from the other room here in my house, so um, I'm gonna have to
0: start wrapping it up on my end. No worries. Uh, good, good discussion there. And again, anyone who's listening, feel free if you have any thoughts on anything we talked about rule wise, uh, or your own ideas that you want to bring up. You know, email it out to the league. Email it to us if you want us to. Do, you know, if you don't want uh, we'll, to get league wide feedback, we'll bring up any ideas. Send them this way.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh, this league, I, I like that it's an open book and we can table these types of
0: things, so let's keep it up. Absolutely. Uh, that'll about close us out for this week in the business league. Uh, good luck to the rest of the quarterfinal playoff teams, uh, except for Mr. Folo. So, uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, you know, best of luck, obviously. Um, that's it for me, John. Any, any closing thoughts?
1: No, best of luck to you
0: playoff teams, dorks. I hate you all. <laughs> all right. We will talk to you all next week.